some perspective. Bruce St. James and Pamela Hughes. KTAR News on 92.3 FM. What if you could look into the future? Well, you know, there are people that they do that, Pamela. It's kind of like a job, I guess. Futurists. Oh, I thought you were going to say, like, look into a crystal ball, and they're like... Oh, know. I was going mm. a little more technical. Oh, thank you side, for but, that. No. Because I was like, how can they do that? The futurists uh, <laughs> attempt to, and, and, and it's more than just throwing darts at a board or reading a poem. <laughs> um, crystal balls. We try to look into the future and predict trends. A lot of businesses use them. Mm-hmm. Seriously, use futurists and kind of trying to go, where is the marketplace going to go? And I thought this was interesting because we found a futurist who... Back in 1999, predicted what would 2020 look like and some credit where credit's due. A couple things he nailed. Yeah, you know what? Some things he got right. Others, some things he didn't. Not so much. Some he got really close. Okay. Um, he predicted 20 years ago <laughs> that by now, mm-hmm. life expectancy would be over 100 years old. That you would live to be over 100 years. Now, while we are living longer, we haven't mm, quite got to the 100 mark. No. Um, if you're looking at just the United States. Yeah. Okay. Right here. That's what we care about. The uh, The average life expectancy is 78 years. We got a ways to go. We got a ways to go. And with a lot of things that, things that are happening, it's kind of going in the wrong direction. Fair enough. So there but is you that. Also, the, you, you take, you know, the... the uh, medical advancements, you know, people are surviving in a variety of things. So balance there. Okay. Got that one wrong. Um, he also predicted in 1999 that computers will be invisible. Hmm. Nailed it. Y- you know what? Nailed it. Yeah. I mean, they're sure, everywhere, well, right? Sure. I'm, I'm looking at two computer screens in front of me right now, and I'm like, well, they're not invisible. But there are other things the, out there. The one in your Apple Watch is. Yes. The one in your car is. Yeah. Right. You see, uh, the one in the thermostat on the wallet, like, computers are everywhere, and they're mostly invisible. He predicted that books would be dead, and they're not. No, I know that people are consuming them. Stores are. Ah, <laughs> uh, you know, there's a Barnes and Noble that I went to just over the holidays at Santan. But people, I think it, the physical book might be struggling, but people are still reading books. So here, oh, you want to hear a funny story? I'm, I'm reading a book right now, okay, a huge book. It is called The Law of Success, um, and it's like a phone book. It, it no joke. I refuse to look at how many pages it is because it's only like discourage you. Yeah, Keep uh, going. sure. Plow through. But it because it's so big, mm-hmm. I not only bought the book, but I also bought the audio, the Audible version. Oh, okay, of okay, it. okay, okay. So I am plugging in, got it, my headphones, and I read it at like one and a half speed with the person reading to me so that I can consume it faster and it actually stays in my brain longer. What kind of Mensa crap is this? <laughs> Who does that? I do this. I do it because it's so big. If I had to leave it to my own device to just like read it, it would take me forever. Wow. So th- this actually helps okay. me read it. So books are not dead. I have one that looks like the Bible, but it's not uh, on my desk In right now. 1999, a futurist predicted, are you sitting down for this? Your every move will be tracked and stored <laughs> in a database somewhere. Yep. I mean, center of the yep. bullseye, right? Yep, exactly. I mean, you nailed that one. Think about pretty much everybody over the age of 13 is being tracked. Oh, how do I know? Y'all got cell phones. Sure. Y'all got cell phones. That's how you're being tracked. 
And there's a variety of other things. Again, there's, you know, the idea. But again, he he the the privacy is (laughs) going to be funny in 2020. Right. And that that, that, boy, that's just opening up a whole different can of worms from here. How about this? I'm ready. 1999. Predicted. Mm -hmm. Self-driving cars are being experimented with in the late 90s with implementation on major highways feasible during the first decade of the 21st century. Boom. Nailed it. Waymo. Isn't that how you say it? Waymo. Yes. I mean, uh, seriously. Now, maybe you watch the Jetsons a lot. If you just had flying cars. That'll be a little bit different. Self-driving cars. I thought this was interesting. This is a future. 1994, this person predicted that the retirement age would be between 60, would move up and let's say 67 to 70. And, and that would be normal. That would be normal. Yeah. Because there's a couple of factors at play. If you understand that people are living longer than they used to, like retiring at 65, you know, a lot of folks are like, well, what am I going to do for the next 20 years? You, you, you know, there's this idea. And so that's one reason. Second, a lot of people can't afford to retire at 65. Didn't save. Yeah, they haven't put things away for retirement, so they're having to continue to work. It's not a matter of, well, I'm going to sit on the ca- <clears throat> excuse me, sit on the couch and be bored. It is, I got to pay bills. Got to pay the bills. Somebody's got to pay the bills, right? How about this? I thought this was so. One, the one they got wrong. You ready? Got this one wrong. Americans will vote electronically from home. We don't vote electronically from home, but here in Arizona, you vote by mail and ballot. You can. Okay. So we vote, but we don't go to polling stations. The majority of people in Arizona vote by mail. And they, I forget which state it is, but there's one state where it isn't where everybody votes by mail and ballot. Oregon? Uh, that might be one of them. Some place where they hug. But them. I mean, yeah. So you may not have an electronic device in your home that you actually, you know, vote with. Well. But is it going to come to your iPad? Or your phone? Y- you know what I mean? How, how soon till you're voting by phone? Right? You do everything else. How about this one? I'm ready. This was uh, in, in his 1990 book, Bill Gates predicted. Ready. We'll have personal companions, personal devices. Connect and sync all your devices in a smart way, whether they're at home, in your office, and we'll allow them to change, exchange data. You want to know why Bill Gates has billions of dollars? It's because he says these devices will check your email or notifications, present information that you need. How about this? Got, this is 1999. You can tell it what recipes you want to prepare. It'll generate a list of ingredients. He predicted this in 1999. Alexa, add cheese to my shopping list. Wow. Some of you just got cheese on your shopping chest for Alexa. Heart disease, depression will be tops, top, world's tops diseases. Hello. Harvard School of Public Health and World Health predicted that in 1996, that that would be the issue in 2020. And they are true. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's pretty close. You, you've got heart disease that uh, is the second leading cause, cause of, so, of, of disease. So if you were a futurist today. Oh, yeah. OK. And you're looking into the crystal ball. You're reading the palms. What does 2020 look like for realsy reels? We don't have to go 10, 20 years in advance, only one year in advance. Well, the folks over at Mashable, pretty good website, by the way, kind of a techie thing. They came together and tried to figure out what's coming up. What's next? Uh, I mean, they're talking about electric cars. 
prices are going to start to come down on that. Oh, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, a lot yeah. of that comes down to the battery, sure. you know, the battery costs. Um, they talk about like night photography because the cameras keep getting better phones, and better. Oh, it's the unbelievable. On phones is becoming so much better. I, I can take a picture with my phone at night and it's better than I can see. Like I can take a picture and it's lighter than I can see. I might have to have my eyes Here's one aspect, though, uh, about this five bold tech predictions Ready. for 2020 that I don't know if we're going to see it next year. Okay. Or shall I say like in three days. But <laughs> we will eventually see, I'd say in three years, privacy will become a status symbol. Hmm. The idea hmm. that you can ignore the always on, always connected, always reachable tract. <laughs> yeah. That if you can, you can pay. I don't know what that looks like now. Again, yeah, yeah, it hasn't yeah. been conceptualized, but there, there will be money in creating a business that protects your privacy. And it'll be a business that does it, not the government, no. which then means only those who can afford it can pay for it. will be able to get it. Hence the reason why privacy will become a status yeah. well, symbol. It, so, so, so the status symbol, as I hear it, Pamela, would be you're at the, the dinner party. I don't know if we're going to have those in 2020 still. Let me, I'm just trying to find out about that. But you're at, a, you're at a, a, a dinner party. And somebody might be talking about the new car they have. Or the vacation they took. And you say, try Googling me. You won't find anything. I don't exist. My privacy, you don't know where I've been. And neither does Google. Yeah, I think that that's going to be a really hard thing to get by because Google is so... Oh, they're so good at it. They're so good at it. They're People everywhere. have welcomed them into their homes in so Gleefully. many different ways, Gleefully. right? I, I think what you're going to see probably a little bit quicker than that is the backlash to social media. The backlash to people, you know, just constantly looking for that 15 minutes of fame or followers Mm -hmm. and um, it just seeming like you're desperate and that becomes basic. Thirsty. Right. And so getting away from them and getting away from Silicon Valley and getting away from all of that will become more of a status symbol. Uh, Friday night, I was on a flight from Chicago to Phoenix and I sat at the bulkhead. Do you know what I'm saying? With the little wall in front mm-hmm, of me? Mm-hmm. Can't put your bags on the ground. And guess what sat right at my feet? A dog named Chloe. <gasps> Chloe was awesome. Chloe was awesome. What color was Chloe? Chloe's black and white. <sighs> An emotional support oh. animal. But we have a, a bit of a cautionary tale about an emotional support animal story that's gone wrong right here in the valley. Bruce St. James and Pamela Hughes. Short of the skyline chili and the Grater's ice cream, I'm not sure there's a lot of reasons you'd want to go to Cincinnati this time of year. But Zachary Smith does. Why? He lives there. He actually goes to school in nearby Kentucky. So here's the thing. Right before the holidays, Zachary gets on a Delta airplane with his trusted emotional support, his comfort animal named Kai. A record number of passengers are flying with comfort animals. But what happens if the airlines allows you to fly with your dog to a destination, but then changes their mind for the return flight? 
It's exactly what happened to Zach. Yeah, so Zach gets on a plane in Cincinnati with his emotional support dog, which is a a terrier pit bull mix named Kai. Right? Gets on the plane, flies Mm -hmm. from Cincinnati here to Phoenix. He said he had the proper paperwork. There wasn't an issue. Dog sits at a bulkhead. We're good. Okay. So then Zach is trying to get back to Cincinnati. He's at Sky Harbor. He's at Sky Harbor where they say he can't get on the plane. I was allowed to fly out of Cincinnati through Delta Airlines, given the documentation I gave them. Now that it's time to fly back, they denied my boarding at the airport. Okay. So why did they deny the boarding at the airport? Well, Delta says that it was a mistake. That the Cincinnati airport made a mistake allowing the dog on the flight. Pitbull-type dogs are banned by the airline. Oh, God. So somebody in Cincinnati made a mistake. By letting them on the plane with doggy. And they get here to Phoenix. Mm-hmm. And they're trying to get home. And Phoenix says, well, this is against our policy. We're sorry that Cincinnati made a mistake, but we're not making an exception because this is our policy. So they stranded him in Phoenix. They refunded his ticket, probably the only time you can get a refund from an airline. Here's here's the the frustration for it, because I'm I'm kind of on Zach's side with this. First off, I think they're specifically picking on breeds. And I think we all know that there are are certain dogs, regardless of breed, that are aggressive, and some of them are just loving and caring. And do you know what I mean? Yeah, but there are stereotypes for a reason. But, I understand that they're stereotypes, and they by by being a stereotype, not all dogs right. fall into that category. But Delta made the decision in 2018 to tighten its policy on service and emotional animals, and they banned pit bull type dogs. Okay, besides the policy of which we can argue which breeds are violent and which ones aren't, right? Or stereotyped as such. You know what this strikes me as? And I've actually, I've had this happen because I fly a lot. I've got a bag I fly with every single time. It's blue. It's my bag. It's your your blue flying bag? I don't even fully unpack it. It has everything I need, like, when I go somewhere. I I think Bruce's blue flying bag needs its own Twitter handle. It should. Yeah. You know, it's got, like, uh, uh, charging cables in it. And, you know, it's got all the stuff I need when I fly. Mm -hmm. Okay? Just leave it done. I get on airplanes. It fits in the overhead, Right. I've stood at gates more than once and had them say, your carry-on's too big to take on this plane. I go, it wasn't too big yesterday when I flew here. And that's the same plane. Did we just run into another example of one person enforcing a rule that another one didn't? Do you see what I'm saying? Like this idea that there's no consistency because obviously Delta and Cincinnati's like, get on the plane. Phoenix Delta says, don't get on the plane. But you you also got to admit, though, that Zach took a risk. Zach took a risk because... He was told that he could show up at the airport, and if employees were convinced that the dog's temperament was acceptable, he might be allowed on the flight. He took the chance and was allowed to fly to Phoenix. So somebody in Cincinnati thought the dog was okay. Yeah. And and he... Per policy? Well, well, no, no, (laughs) no. The policy said that if employees were convinced that the dog's temperament was acceptable, they'd be allowed on the flight. Mm-hmm. Well, obviously, the employees in Cincinnati have a different opinion than the employees in Phoenix. And that was a risk he took. It was a risk he knew that could be problematic once he got here. It's unclear whether Delta's policy is legal also, that there is an argument. And it, actually, you've got the U.S. Department of Transportation trying to clarify some of these rules. Um 
that they're not comfortable with setting aside specific breeds. Here's a little bit of the uh, statement that, that Delta gave to Channel 12. Take a listen. A Delta statement says, in part, we apologize to this customer for their experience while attempting to travel with an animal that did not meet our service and support animal policy. A ban on pit bull type dogs reinforces Delta's core value of putting safety first always. I, you know, again, it all becomes anecdotal. Because I had Chloe sitting in front of me. What kind of dog would you say Chloe was? Black and white. Uh, it was a black and white dog. Boy, that helps a lot, buddy. I'm not a, a big dog person. I can tell by but, just calling it a black and white dog. But I like him. Did you like Chloe? Chloe was awesome. But if Chloe would have nipped at somebody, if somebody would have stepped on Chloe's tail, you know what I'm saying? Would you then say, well, that breed can't fly on our airline? Like, it has to be case by case, doesn't it? Apparently not on Delta. Seems mean to leave the poor guy here. Although, about eight times better than Cincinnati. Okay? I think it's going to snow there today. So, Zachary might have been better off hanging here. Shocking video. Absolutely terrifying. Right in the middle of a church service, Sunday. They're passing the plate. The video is rolling. And a man stands up with a shotgun and begins shooting. We'll tell you about that. And the... Good guys with guns to put an end to it. That's coming up next on Arizona's News Station. Get some perspective. Bruce St. James and Pamela Hughes. KTAR News on 92.3 FM. We got to take you to the West Freeway Church of Christ in White Settlement, Texas, where Sunday morning they're having their normal Sunday services. Um, and I need to paint the picture for you because there's a video. So they are a church that live streams services, the serve. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so there's a, I call it static. There's just a steady camera in the back looking over the pews down to the pulpit right in the front. Okay. And we're going to play you the audio, but I need to tell you what you're going to he- hear. A guy sitting near the front stands up. He's wearing all black, maybe like a hoodie on. Looks like he has a big coat. He talks to what I would describe as like an usher, a gentleman standing on the side. Says something to him, backs up a few feet, takes out a shotgun, and starts shooting. Obviously, pandemonium in the church. There's women, there's children. It's a church, of course. Yeah, everybody is there. And what you had was not one, not two, but apparently five different people in that church had guns. Some of them, as I understand, were part of a volunteer security security force force, where they stand guard, for lack of better terms, including what people believe is the 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 man who who took the shooter down and killed him with one shot to his head, by the way. And this whole thing happened from the first pull of the trigger to the gunman on the ground. Six seconds. Here's the thing. Do you know why? You were allowed to have volunteer armed security within that church because it was a law that was passed in Texas in 2018 and it came to fruition just, I want to say, about September of this year Mm -hmm. that allowed for guns in places of worship 
in Texas. So they'd been they'd been banned before. You know why they were allowed to have Mm, guns? Because I got to take you back to 2017. It was December, I believe, of 2017. Oh. And you had a church shooting in Texas that killed 20. Remember that? I can't forget it. That the, the, the story. The, the reason terrific. why I can't forget it, Bruce, was because you had the Vegas shooting, <sighs> followed by the Texas church shooting, pretty quick, followed by Stoneman Douglas. Mm. Like those was, stories yeah. were are ones I'll never forget, and 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 just the rapid the fire of them, yeah. I'll never forget. And so, because of what happened in that church in 2017, Texas passed a law. That allowed Texans to carry firearms in places of worship. So when I read that, I go, okay, well, what does Arizona do? Can you carry a firearm in an Arizona church? In in church, okay. And from what I've been able to gather, and if I've got any of this wrong, please feel free to reach out to us, folks, and, and, and set us straight. But it appears as though Arizona is one of many, many states. It's not unusual. We're not when it comes to gun laws are some things that we're unusual yeah. about. But but this is not unusual that you can conceal carry in places of worship in Arizona unless it's posted. Hmm. If a church wants to post it where well, there are other establishments out there that say no guns but allowed. You see that right up front. Yeah. And. The other interesting thing I found out that is also quite relevant to Arizona and here in the Valley is, is you know, Mesa and where I live in Gilbert, there is a, a large Mormon community and there's a lot of churches, wars. OK, sure. And um, they now are not allowed to the, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints previously discouraged members from taking guns into church. OK, like they didn't they kind of frowned, Yeah, they, they frowned upon it. But they've made a new policy change that says no lethal weapons allowed. Hmm. So this is a new rule, right? Okay. But um, I would venture to say that it would be posted. So I'm just trying to give you examples here. Where in Arizona, you can conceal carry by law in a church unless it's posted. And the Mormon church is an example uh, that would be posting one of these signs. Wow. Can I, can I just take a step back? We're we're discussing churches. How many guns we need in a yeah. church to keep parishioners, worshippers safe? Uh, I mean, I, I mean, I and and if you are going to make that argument for church, you have to make it for everywhere, right? What, what do you mean? If, if the argument is, yeah, if you're not going to be safe in in church, well, I, I mean, come on, man. Right. I, I mean, give give the, the three examples that I laid out for you from 2017 that still haunt me to this day. Right. An outdoor concert venue in Vegas, mm-hmm. followed by a church, followed by a school. I I look at this this one that happened on Sunday also, and the the argument that holds water that it took good guys plural. With a gun to stop God knows what this guy would have done had he not been fair. Uh, right. I mean, he had a shotgun at point blank range, managed to get off. It killed two people, killed two parishioners. Mm. Uh, one was a deacon and, and uh, they haven't identified the second person before he was shot and killed again, all in the frame of six seconds. But I, I want to get back to this. He still killed two people. I mean, are we going to get to the point? Where your hope is you have somebody that's as good a shot as the 
church security was? And that that's your best case scenario? Or are we going to get to like churches and concerts, kind of like that already? We're going to get to the point where everything's like going into the airport. You got to go through TSA security, get padded down and, and go through metal detectors and whatnot. Because what if and how many times can you plan on having good you know, guy with a gun there? You're talking about, you know, the freedom. Right. The freedom to carry a firearm and, and a weapon in the United States, of which, you know, the Second Amendment is, is something that a lot of people mm-hmm. value tremendously, put a huge value on it. And and I'm not an opponent of it by any way, shape or form. But what's the freedom <laughs> when you talk about going to a, a church and having to be where's the freedom in that? Where's the freedom in, in sending our kids to school without there being a school resource officer, a metal detector, fences, security everywhere? That's not freedom. That's a prison. Hmm. And we are now living in a prison because of some of our freedoms. And what's interesting to me is there was a good guy with a gun. In fact, there were several good guys with guns. Multiple. And, and you can make that argument. Mm-hmm. And I'm not opposed to good guys with guns. Yeah. But that doesn't mean just because you have a good guy with a gun, you stop at that. You still continue to find ways to make it safer for the rest of us so that we can have freedom and not feel like we're imprisoned. By the way, and to be clear, not that there is a legitimate one, but there is no motive uh, that we can understand from the shooter himself. They said he was not a a regular parishioner. Um, But, you know, you think about churches. They open their doors to everybody. Just because you haven't been there before, they want to welcome you in. And that, that's, a, that's a part of it. Like I feel for Texas. I honestly mm. feel for Texas because they had to make this law after the church shooting in 2017. Horrific. And guess what, Bruce? Let's not forget. 22 people were killed in an El Paso Walmart this year. Like Texas has had some really big issues with mass shootings. In mm-hmm. here, it, it just, thank my lucky stars that we haven't cracked the mic and talked about that. It, well, it's bad enough to talk about it anywhere in the United States, but luckily it hasn't happened here. Well, you, you think about this is how many, how, how many of you are going to think twice next time you walk into the door of your church? You're going to be looking for that sign? Can I, can I bring my firearm into this church? Do I need it? That's scary in and of itself to think like that. Hey, maybe over the holidays you uh, got the the kid in your life. Maybe a doll, right? Well, if you got him the LOL surprise dolls. <laughs> there was a surprise. The surprise <laughs> is what we're talking about. There's a surprise. Surprise. Sp- Spots a boy dog. We're going to talk about it next. KTAR News on 92.3 FM. Get some perspective. Bruce St. James and Pamela Hughes. Oh, we're almost there. Do you realize this is this is our last show of 2019? Yeah. There's like a special on tomorrow, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So. It's been a busy year. Yeah, you don't run out of things to do. By the way, what was what was Riley's big gift for Christmas? What was her? She wanted a beanbag for her new bedroom. Like a beanbag, one of those beanbag like, chair like, things? Well, no, no, no. It was no. one of these, like it was on like Shark Tank or something that like you unzip it and it folds out into a bed. Really? Right, right. Okay. So she got a new beanbag for her bedroom. 
Okay. Yeah, she was pretty stoked about that. As well she should be. Yeah. Maybe you're lucky, though. Why? You're lucky that she didn't have at the top of her list for Santa the um, LOL surprise doll. You know, the only reason why I know about LOL dolls is because Riley points them out every time she sees them because she she hates them. She thinks they're ridiculous. Oh, good for her. But... She gets annoyed by them because they're all over her school and everybody seems to be obsessed about them. Yeah. So, see, Mom, there it is. Another LOL. Another LOL. And I'm like, oh, I hear about this all the time. I had to to Google them. No, no. Most parents that have kids, girls right now know about them. To my credit, I do not know everything there is to know about LOL surprise dolls. But apparently, I'm not alone. And a lot of parents who might have given them or maybe the grandparents got them for the kids. Yeah, they ask for it on the Christmas list are a little surprised when the dolls end up, like every doll ever made, butt naked on the floor. Amy Rose's daughter is eight years old. She was playing with her new LOL surprise dolls, which include boys. That's when Rose's daughter noticed the dolls were anatomically correct. Okay, so I hear anatomically correct, right? Define anatomically correct. And I know what that means, but I'm like, okay, you know, how anatomically correct can a doll be, for goodness sake? So, um, like all things, we made Super Producer Stevie Z Google it. Google it on his computer? Absolutely. So that when HR comes back, we weren't looking at that. No. LOL surprise dolls anatomically correct? I didn't do it. (laughs) Oh, man. He showed me a picture of one of the girls. And I was like, whoa! 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 whoa what am I looking at here? And, and then. Put some uh, pants oh, on! Oh my goodness. And then I'm like, ah, uh, are there boys? And as you heard of that report. Oh. Yes. Google the boys. Well, I did. You know what? After I saw the girls, you said, I was like, I, I take your word for it. You know what? This I'll was, take your word. I can't for unsee it. this. No. So uh, we're just going to take their word that, yeah, it's there. You never know what your kids are going to come across. <laughs> I was shocked. I bought these for several years oh, for holiday support and had no idea. But I need to pay more attention to the dolls and things that I buy. Or you just don't know what you're getting for your kids when you go to the store. So- you don't expect to get this. I remember, I remember my goddaughters when they were into Barbies. Yeah, 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 yeah. You'd go to their house, and it was the island of naked Barbies. Everywhere. Yeah. I don't know why we would even get them like changing clothes because all Barbies were naked all the time. Every well, because you're always putting on the cool clothes, and right. so you have your favorite Barbie, and they have, they have the good clothes on. But Barbies, and dare I say, even Ken, yeah. are not exactly anatomically correct. No, we're, we're right on that. Right. So I just wanted to let you know because if you're we're trying not, to compare don't this, compare. No, there no. is no, no comparison. You can Google it, but don't. I would I would suggest not doing don't it, do it at work. You can't unsee. Um, no, cannot you, unsee. You, you can't. And so what is the toy company have to say the company that makes the dolls posted a picture and caption on its instagram saying yes our boys are anatomically correct we embrace all body styles Mm. shapes colors and anatomy okay we support a world of inclusivity and no shame we want all of our fans to feel included in our brand because there's room for everyone to sit with us uh okay so here's my (laughs) issue i got a variety okay where do you want to be my problem is so, said little maggot gets the LOL doll, right? Unwraps it. It's beautiful. It's exactly the one I wanted. They've got crazy hair. I'm looking at some of these things here, you know, just yeah, like yeah, yeah. this. And, and then, of course, the, inevitably, they get naked. Um, this has had to lead to some odd discussions in the house. A Christmas right? day, nonetheless. Hey, Mommy, what's that on my LOL doll? <laughs> 
eggnog comes out mom's nose. Get your father. No, Dad would be like, who bought you this? He's like, hold on. I, 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 got a, I got a circular saw out in the garage. I can fix that doll for you. And I get it. Like, you know what? Y'all got body parts. But it's one of these things where it's like you just don't expect that on a doll. And my question would be why? Like, what's the benefit of that? What are you hoping to achieve to by be that? inclusive and not shame. But how does, how does anatomically correct dolls for poster inclusivity? Yeah. I, I, I don't get, I mean. I haven't because, figured that part out. No, yet. it sounds to me is the, the company, I don't even know what the company is that make LOL dolls. But what it sounds like to me is like they just use, they just slap the label of trying to be inclusive on something Ouch. as a way to kind of get over this. We accept all shapes and sizes. Yeah, so do I. I still don't want to have a conversation on Christmas morning about what's this. <laughs> okay. I just don't. What? This? Go talk to your granddad. Okay. Oh, yeah. Frank Why is there a like, button what? here? That's not a button. Aren't these things like super popular right now? Yes, they are extremely yes. popular. How did they get so popular and this never came up? How the parents well, don't I, figure you this You know out? what? Here's the deal. I don't know. Like you heard that one concern, concerned parent in, in the piece that talked about, I've been buying these for as gifts for years. Could you imagine if somebody bought this as a gift for your kid? You'd be like ticked off at them. Like, hey, great. Thanks. I wasn't expecting to have to talk about this on Christmas Eve. Awesome. Appreciate it. But I don't know. These are the LOL surprise Surprise. Dolls. Surprise. So, is this the correct. only doll that has the surprise of the conversation oh. on Christmas morning? It's the only doll I've ever heard about that does. Doesn't I, this just prove that it matters more to the adults than to the kids? If the kids haven't, the kids aren't it, outraged for several years. These have been popular, but I don't know. I don't know if they've been anatomically correct for several years. I guess that's the point. That okay, I'm, I'm so if of. they haven't been, what, why now? What does the marketing meeting at LOL Surprise look like? When somebody says we're coming into the holiday season, we need to we need to juice I, up some sales. I don't know. Put private parts on them. <laughs> You're all fired. I know we've got a lot of parents that listen and appreciate that. So uh, <laughs> I, I need some perspective here. Oh. Give us a call on the open mic line if your if your kids have LOL dolls oh, and have you noticed this before, or do they have these dolls and you're like, nope, this is something new. Six zero two two hundred two seven three three. Add it. Six zero two two hundred two seven three three. It's our open mic line. I'd love to hear from you guys. Thanks. Who adds parts? Now, you can make the argument why'd they cut the parts off, Ken. That's another <laughs> argument. Mommy, how come Ken doesn't look like my brother? Well, it's another story God, entirely, geez. darling. Another you story your entirely. take that one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Wait till your dad gets home. What was Trump tweeting over the holidays? It was not Merry Christmas. We'll tell you about it. Coming up next.